Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I am Rosie, your host, and I'm so grateful that you chose to put me in your ears today. Thank you so much. You are in for an absolute treat. I would like to introduce you to our guest today, Anita Burns. So Anita is a free birthing mum, a birth keeper, energy healer, and a women's circle facilitator. She is a light and shadow worker, leading conscious women to an awakening of a new yet ancient paradigm of birth. She guides birthing mothers and wild women through the reclamation of their power via reconnecting to the spiritual and ritualistic elements of nature, intuition, earth medicine, and the sacred cycles. You may know her better as at the midwitch on Instagram. So welcome, Anita. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm stoked to have you here. Thanks, Rosie. I'm stoked to be here too. And thanks for asking me no, my pleasure. to um, talk about all of this. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> I think more of this needs a platform. So tell us a bit about you and what purpose means to you. And then we'll kind of like dive into your story. So purpose means to me living consciously. So living on purpose uh, rather than just kind of putting along, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing this cycle of like the, the mouse on the wheel. I'm just kind of seeing that vision, you know, not necessarily just going along with everyone, like a, a herd of people that are just kind of going towards, you know, whatever that is, retirement or whatever that is for you in your life. Um, I think making purpose for the intention of your life, your own individual thing or your, having your own individual goals. So being conscious really making conscious choices yeah living just, living on purpose for you yeah knowing why you're doing it not just doing it because institutions or the government or even your family said so being like well actually why like what is behind my action and belief and yeah yeah perfect well you're Thank in the you. right That's place <laughs> <laughs> tell us a bit about you your story and how you got to the place that you're at now working with women and birthing and the more spiritual side to it. So as I was saying just before we were having a chat, to think about the very beginning would definitely be to bring it back to when I was a child. And so that was really as a child questioning things and asking why is it this way and um, really having a deeper think about things. And it was always criticised by the people around me like why are you so deep why do you want to know everything like just you know basically just accept it and you know hearing that from adults when you're a child I thought I was doing the wrong thing so for a really long time I shut up and I mean literally like I was always told like do you even talk like after this kind of happens and just being continually told to stop asking questions um yeah, I was, yeah, like, do you talk? Like, why are you so shy? And I wasn't. I had so much going on behind the scenes, but I was so afraid to speak because everything that I had said prior to that seemed wrong. Even, you know, psychic experiences as a child when I um would try and explain it to, you know, well-meaning adults that just didn't understand or were probably frightened about what I was saying. I was, yeah, silenced by maybe their silence or by their not understanding, but then also told to kind of, you know, you don't really speak about that stuff. So it would really start back then. And I suppose I'll talk about the spiritual, the energetic part of it because it all ties in. But I really silenced that for a long time. Although I was 
I was having connection with spirit and with spirits and I just didn't tell anyone because I was like, well, this is not supposed to be normal. And then I had a moment, I would have been in my 20s and I went to a like a psychic party. I was just going there for fun. I was interested in that kind of thing. It wasn't for anything around my purpose or anything like that. Anyway, I went into the room with her and um, I sat down and she looked at me and she said, so you know you're psychic or she said something along those lines and I burst into tears and I just felt like it was the first time I'd been seen or understood and I'll never forget that moment because, I mean, that could just be it whatever, the, the label of psychic, but it was really just this woman saw me and she knew and I just released like years of like not talking about this and not thinking it was normal in commas and I just felt really seen. And then so I got to talk to her about that and then say, what do I do with this? Because I just felt like, and it, I love that you use the word purpose, I just felt like I had this purpose. There was a purpose that I was, um, I sound so cliche, that I was here for because everyone does, but I really felt it was bigger than just being uh, what had been shown to me, like go to school, go to uni. And so I tried to play that game for a long time. I did that. I did well at school and I did well at sport and I did everything that I was supposed to do. And then I was in uni and I remember sitting there in my third year of uni. What were you studying? I wanted to do naturopathy. Okay. But... I in year 12 and it was crazy because at that time naturopathy wasn't really yeah. big and I remember being told and that's because I had seen a naturopath in year 12 and I just resonated with him so much I felt like that's my people um, and when I made that choice I remember being told oh you know you're probably not going to get that UAI or that mark and there's probably not many jobs for that <laughs> wow looking back <laughs> and so they were like let's put teaching as your first preference and so I just sat there, okay, well, you know what to do. So I was doing teaching. And wow. So I suppose, yeah, I suppose um, the craziest thing is that the UAI was 80 for naturopathy and I got 77 and I got 77 with my thoughts being, I don't really want to do teaching, so I'll give it a go. Like, I don't really care about school. I don't, you know, I just, I feel like I could have got it if I was like focused yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. I just made peace with it, whatever, this is just the world type thing and was doing okay with it. I love kids, whatever. And then I just, in my third year, I remember sitting in a lecture going, hang on a minute, why am I here? Like, what is the end game of this? What's going to happen? I was like, I don't want to work in this institution. I don't actually really agree with a lot of this institution. What am I doing? And I left uni and it was that, like, the disappointment of my parents was just, and everyone around me, you know. And from then on, I started really thinking about I really need to make decisions for myself and I mean it still took me a really long time to kind of get to being a woman in my full power so anyway that happened and then years went by and things happened and then I had this moment with this um, beautiful psychic reader and then from then on I started to look at things differently and then once you open that door you know things and people and opportunities just come across your path and everything starts to awaken or start to like lightify within you want more tools to help you live your purpose daily don't leave your ruby slippers on the shelf click your heels at www.rosynerney.com and check out her free online course now i think that's just want to like focus on that for a second because what you said like when you kind of step into that and things just start to align like i just had this image in my head of 
like stumbling through a forest, like when you're going through and you can't see the path and you're like trying to pull back the branches and you're moving things left and right. And then all of a sudden you like step into it and it's like, oh my God, there's a path. It's like clear and you can like run on it. Like you you don't have to like pull back the branches anymore. And that's what it's like. Like when you're searching and you're trying to find your thing or like you're following that yearning, like that calling that's in the middle of your chest that just like drags Mm. you. And then all of a sudden you stumble onto that path and it's like, oh, I knew you were here. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. Yeah. I just want to like, when you explain that, I was like, oh, because so many people resonate with that. Like so many people that listen to this, they're like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I don't know about my purpose. Like, I really don't know. And it's just like, you have to do the stumble first. Totally. But I'll also say though, in finding that path, there's still a wobble because I am still going against the grain. I'm still going against my family but you just know that it feels so right for you so it's still a struggle and it still is like to be not flowing with mainstream I suppose if you just put it under that umbrella but so this whole time I'm kind of going on this journey and I'm I'm having to keep it from other people it's something that you wish you could just share but in my experience I couldn't because they still were not understanding what I needed and what I needed to do so So I went on this journey and then I had an opportunity about five, six years ago where we had this opportunity to go um, to the other side of Australia. So we moved to Perth and um, I was like, right, I really need to get clear and focused on this purpose. I really need to find this out without the distraction, without having to fight for what I need to do and without having to, you know, not lie, but not really be myself. I kind of saw it like, lying by omission by being around certain people but not really being myself so we went my partner and I went to Western Australia and I was really lucky that I had this opportunity while he was working and he had he was working away as well that I got to dive into everything and so prior to that I had like when I mean hiding I mean I used to do readings for my friends before this and all of my like cards and spiritual books and whatever I hid them like I had so much fear and then um, and not just about the people in my circle I had this like deep seated fear and this witch wound that was coming up like it was lifetimes of fear and my friends would say what are you actually afraid of and in my mind it was like death like it's so crazy I don't understand this correlation the fear is like dying I can't explain it is that like Anyway, so I did some spiritual work around that, like a fair bit of work around that. And I felt safer when I was over there to kind of explore this. And that's when I started to be like, there must be other people as well that are, or there must be other women, for example, that are doing this stuff that I'm doing, like ritual and stuff that just came so naturally and um, to me and just felt so good. And so I kind of built this, I mean, not a big community, but a, a community of women that were into the same thing and anyway this was the beginning of like transitioning from like the spiritual work into birth because I started putting myself out there and it felt safe again because I was over the other side of the country Mm. safe for my peers and my family and um, was doing energy healing and doing women's circles and readings and it felt so good and um, I was connecting with these people that were these women in particular that were so aligned with the way that I was thinking and alongside that, doing my own spiritual work with that. So then, yeah, we decided to start having children. And then I saw how everything was just 
disconnected because what I saw when I was pregnant with my daughter was that I was going down that same path again of, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, hang on, like, you you know, you've questioned everything in the past. Like, you need to question this too. Like, is this the way that you want to do this? And that set me on a journey of really rediscovering what birth truly is um, without everything attached to it and Mm. that it was a spiritual experience. It was another personal development experience. And, um, yeah, that's kind of led me but led me to having my two children, birthing my two children and going through my own spiritual awakening with both of their births, both different awakenings with both of them. And then it was just so clear to me that, like I said, the both, the, like both areas aligned. Like then there needed to be this um, reconnection to self um, and Mother Nature and then Absolutely. other women like each other. Yeah, to um, for this like new paradigm of what I wanted to see of women, like mothers and babies being centered for a start, but women in particular. And that's how I ended up here. I love it. I love it so much. One of my friends, Emma Isaacs, she did a live stream of her sixth home birth on her Instagram page the other day when, yeah, and I was so happy to see her do that and I watched it and I watched when she was birthing him and I was just like this is like it doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be the whole you know doctors around the lights on and everyone's like freaking out and they're yelling push and it's just like (laughs) oh my god like that's what I grew up like seeing on the tv and then when I watched like Mm -hmm. I my first birth was similar to that because I had no idea what I was doing I was 23 and like I was just like oh well I I do it like the movies that's what you do so naive and then I did calm birth well it's not though because we're conditioned oh yeah totally it's it's not naive and it's not that we don't even know it's just that it's being conditioned out of us Mm. for another agenda Mm, totally absolutely I love another agenda just take note on that and maybe do some research (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, I shared it with one of my friends that's about to have her first baby and I said, you know, watch this because it's beautiful. Like, this is what it can be like. And she messaged me back and she said, oh, I hope I'm that brave when it comes to it. And I said, you are. I said, you're a woman. I said, it's part of who we are. I said, what you have to do is just unlearn everything that's taught you that you're not. And that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's my experience. I've had four and my First, I had pain relief, which I shouldn't have had. Well, not I just I didn't need it. And anyway, long story. That's a whole other episode. And my last three, I didn't. And I was just oh, I loved birthing all of them, despite one of them was a little bit complicated. But yeah, just being empowered and and knowing about my body and what I can do. And and I just I love what you're doing and how you're teaching that to women and teaching them about their bodies and connecting them to that spiritual side of it because it is it's so easy if you just allow it thanks for being part of our purpose the ruby slipper podcast is kept ad free so we don't annoy the shit out of you with ads if you'd like to keep it that way and receive exclusive gifts from rosie please click on the patreon link which you can find in the show notes or at rosynerney.com this is not an ad so Obviously, what you do is like considered alternate and very different. And there would be people that 
I have no doubt will go, oh, she's she says she's psychic, like, you know, oh, oh, and, oh she's into all that woo-woo stuff and blah, blah, blah. So you went from not being able to speak to then have like moving to the other side of the country and then gaining that strength. So you've come back, yeah? And so how did you navigate it when you came back? Like how did you navigate the people that you were scared of or the judgment or the fear? Like what was it that made you be able to come back and still continue? Well, it was a harsh reality coming back because (laughs) the community that I had built over on the other side of Australia knew me as really me. Mm. And what an amazing feeling that is to really be yourself. Like, And how sad that it didn't happen until my mid-20s. And so when I came back, we wanted to stay there. (laughs) But also, it's very comfortable to be, you know, in that space where people know you as you and it feels safe and whatever. So we came back for our children because all of our family is over here on the East Coast. So we came back and it it was harsh. Like it was a real contrast. And it was good because it made me grow again. In terms of navigating that, though, there are still lots of people who would not really know me for who I am and I would say that I'm really lucky because I get to channel that like the true me into my work and I've built a community through my work and they're the people that really know me for me Mm. and so it is a bit sad but I have just kind of had to think that it's my work but in saying that I do believe and I remember hearing this even when I was going through this myself and feeling a bit alone in this, even when I just first started on the West Coast, I remember reading, you know, if you truly are yourself, you build that real authentic you from the inside that your tribe will come and it is so true. And so in my life as well, outside of work, I have built that community outside of that as well. And so this is mostly with like-minded women and like-minded mamas. And so for people that maybe feel alone, you don't have to, like, I don't feel like I have to in my real life outside of work be always explaining myself or shouting it out that this is how I am. When I'm just living my life like that, it's like a magnet. Mm. So if anyone is feeling alone, if you really are authentic in the way that you live your life, it's really easy to be the target for people that are, have a closed mindset. And if they don't understand things, it's really easy to be that target for people to start challenging that in conversation. I don't allow it out of compassion, but also it's a waste of time and energy. Mm. So you don't see things the way I see it, and that's fine. But I'm not going to stand here and explain myself either. So I just don't even really Don't entertain it at all. I love that. Yeah. 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 I don't. If someone is really, really curious, like I can tell the energy is mm. different, then I'm more than happy to. But if someone is just looking for an easy target because they're like they're wanting to whatever challenge a belief or whatever, I'm not that person. So you come into the wrong person. I just don't even. I you're right. That. I don't entertain it. But everyone has that power. Like everyone has that. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about. Like I do the same thing. Like I know people in my circles that are like well asleep (laughs) not even remotely conscious and I know that what I do and my work and and what I've done with my life really challenges everything that they've been brought up to believe and I don't talk to them about it they're just not ready I can feel it you can you can feel it when you're around them you're like is it safe for me to go there Mm, let's just check in no no it's not so I'm not Mm going to go there and then there's other people like you said that are genuinely curious and you're like 
okay, yeah, I'll go there. And I think it's just knowing that and being okay with that. Like you don't, not everyone's Mm. your person and that's okay. And just accepting that and just going, okay, well, I can still talk to you about the weather and I can still talk to you about what, yeah, what my kids are doing at school and I don't need to go into all that other side of things with you. And that's okay. I was speaking with a client the other day because she um, had her, you know, what you would say, an awakening or became more conscious after the birth of her child. And then she was saying, I find it so hard now. Like, how do I talk to people? Like we're saying, I don't talk to other people that just see things so differently. And like, I just want to say, like, can't you see this? And I said... But what happens is you realize it's not your place to do that. It's not anyone's place to convince anyone else. And then I also said to her, do you remember how good it felt when you became more conscious of things? Like how good it felt? You wouldn't want to take that away from anyone else. Totally. People can, yeah, people can only expand their own consciousness or be, you know, whatever the word is, awakened by themselves. And you, you wouldn't want to take that away from anyone. And I just said to her, listen, the only way that I have seen that has been the most impactful is to first start not tell people what to do. Think about when we were, you know, less conscious or whatever it is, um, asleep or not noticing these other things. If someone had come up to me and imposed their beliefs and, and ideas on me, I would have rejected it. I would have felt anger because I didn't want to hear that. But if I had seen someone living a certain way around me, I would have thought, hmm, that seems to be working. Oh, what's that about? And done my own research around it. So, um, yeah, it's you're right. It just depends who you know is truly open to talking about things and who's truly interested in the way you're living your life. Like not even an idea or a theory. Like I think it gets dangerous when you start kind of going to that territory. But when someone is genuinely saying like, oh, how do you do this in your life? That's so different. Absolutely. Shine in your ruby slippers and get weekly inspiration. Join Rosie's mailing list at www.rosienerney.com. Well, if you could leave one little gem, sorry to put pressure on, (laughs) for everyone listening in relation to staying true to you and just following that that internal pull, I guess, into maybe they don't know what it is, but just like staying, you know, keep rummaging through the forest. Um, what mm. what would it be if you could leave just one thing? What would it be? Oh, just one. Well, well for you a know, start, you, can do two you if really, you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> so many. First of all, women reconnect to the moon. I will just say that, and then you can go down your own path with that because. That will open you up to so many things. Secondly, um, to hear this intuitive voice or to hear this um, calling or purpose or whatever it is, you can only hear it in the silence. So you need to sit in the silence to hear your own voice. You need to cancel out the noise. You need to, and like that means so many different things. It means turning off the TV. It means getting off your phone. It means Noise, even in terms of like toxins, get the toxins in any form, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, out of your space to be able to hear that um, and to really center. And then you will become more and more practiced at hearing that inner voice and it will become louder. That is what I would suggest. That is 
I love that. I think, yeah, I think that's so powerful and such good advice. And the more you do that, I know myself, The more, like I meditate every day. It's just, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like out of all my rituals, like I do gratitude and stuff like that. But if I get interrupted by a kid or whatever that comes and climbs in my bed, that my like must do is my meditation. It's just non-negotiable mm. because that relationship with spirit or whatever you want to call it is like it's your compass. Like if you don't have it, like someone else has your compass and it's like that to me is just, yeah, it's so important. Okay. So where can people find you that don't know you? Where can they come and check you out? So I'm mostly on Instagram. So at the midwitch on Instagram and my website is the midwitch.com. And then if you want to delve into any of this in terms of reconnecting to yourself, I'm running the midwitch school. So that is a, a monthly membership where we we really get deep into those rituals and practices and there's an energetic blueprint for the month. So you can see how not only connecting with yourself but also nature and astrology and, and all of that stuff that most women love to kind yeah. of delve into. Um, yeah, we dive into that every month um, depending on the season, depending on what's happening, as I said, astrologically. And, um, and we also gather in circle online at the moment because um we can't gather in person so that is the other space um but you can you can access that through my instagram or through my website i love that i'm actually listening to you i'm like "Mm, i might like to do that (laughs) yeah you should it's it's fun it's good it gives women an opportunity to do the solo witchy stuff if they're you know um kind of just delving into it or just want to go deeper as well. And I should also mention the Midwitch podcast as well. So yes. that's where it is more centered around spirituality and birth. And um, again, creating that new paradigm of what we want to see to center mothers and babies. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've loved hearing your story and learning more about you and what you do. And I hope that everyone listening has as well. So if you want to find Anita, you can go to at the midwitch on Instagram and all the links to all of her awesome things will be there. So thank you so much for being here and thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the Ruby's Slipper podcast. I will catch you next time. Let Rosie guide you to find your Ruby slippers and learn how to use them. www.rosienanny.com. <laughs>